So my guest today is Emma Balin from Shared Harmonies. She's the founder and director. It's an award-winning singing and development service for companies and communities, and their mission is to enhance well-being, build connection, and thrive. I know Emma through mutual friends, and we were both in attendance at the epic Bill's birthday karaoke night. <laughs> so I've got to hear Emma sing in person and what a joy it was. Welcome, Emma. Hi, Rachel. It is an absolute pleasure to be chatting to you today. So as you know, this podcast is about parents who've felt lost at some point or have found themselves even through having children or have gone through some kind of process of refinding their passion or a new passion or discovering who they are. So I've always loved singing. I was one of those lucky people when I was about five or six, a teacher pulled me aside at the end of the school assembly and told me that he thought I could sing and invited me to sing a solo in the school play. And I've been singing ever since. It felt really difficult to think about me in work that would incorporate singing. As I got older, it started concentrating on proper career. The other thing that I've always known I've wanted to do is kind of work with people. And I've always loved that sense of building community. I knew from being really young, started volunteering while I was still at school, went down the path of a, of a more kind of serious kind of youth and community worker career and ended up in strategy and policy. How are you feeling at that point in your career? I've always had this feeling that I've wanted to do something else. I've wanted to do something creative, that I've wanted to do something with singing. And the first initial kind of links to that were actually as I had my son, now 16, but when he was a, um, a baby, I got involved in a lot of kind of parent and child activities and I came across um, a family camp, very much creativity focused. And one of the workshops that I went to while I was there was a community singing workshop. And I had this kind of profound experience of being facilitated to sing with other people by this amazing singing leader, Kate Thomas. It was just incredible. And my son, who was a baby at the time, responded, just became really peaceful. Hmm. And I just had this kind of feeling of this is what I want to do. This, this, is, this, it. Is, this is it. This is it. Then went back into my career, kind of looked into it and didn't know how I was going to train in that while trying to work and be a new mum. But knew that was the direction you eventually wanted to. It took years. It took <laughs> probably about another four or five years before I went and did the training. I've had this constant, I've predominantly been the main wage earner. So for most of my son's 16 years, I've been a single parent, you know, responsible for everything. So I've had this constant pull of my passion and my real sense of purpose, but also feeling like that's a risk, maybe not something I can do. And going back to the career, the day job, but always getting to a point in that career and day job where it all became too much. A number of times I actually got quite unwell at mm. work because, because there was a mismatch between me and who I was and my values and what I was being asked to do in those kind of positions. People will resonate with that feeling that they have a direction to go in, that where they're at is not a good fit, but they've got a child. It's not as yeah. easy as just following your dreams and dropping everything that weight of responsibility. Absolutely. And particularly as a single parent, and, and I, again, I am so lucky because I've got an incredibly supportive extended family and, you know, lucky enough to still 
have my parents around who were really supportive but it's still that thing of not wanting to be a burden to somebody else feeling like you need to be independent feeling like I need to be able to provide and have that security for a number of times in the last 16 years I've gone through periods of feeling that real despair and unhappiness yeah. and knowing that I'm not where I, I want to be and it's interesting because I was having a conversation yesterday and somebody asked me the question of what advice would I give my um, 16 or 18 year old self and I, my answer was to trust your instincts a little bit more because I think our generation passed on from the generation before us almost like the post-war generation yeah. is that life is hard you'll only ever achieve if 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 you've had to work really hard and everything's a struggle get a job stick with it you're lucky to have one keep going you know even if everything feels unhappy and I think actually my my experiences as good as I am in the other bit of my career and it's thrived I've done really well in that career and there are bits of it I really really love actually it's always ended up feeling hard because I don't think it's where I'm meant to be. When I'm doing shared harmonies, there are bits of it that are still hard that are not within my skill set, the marketing or the sales, and I'm still learning and refreshing. But even when that feels hard, it feels easy. It feels like good learning for the right purpose. And it's taken me a long time to get there because, you know, shared harmonies has been running for nearly eight years now. Mm. And I've only actually been working full time on it for about a year or so. It, it, it is shared harmonies is where I am meant to be. It is my purpose. It is my passion. It's taken me a long time to get realization and the confidence and the faith to listen to my instincts, to listen to what feels good, what feels right and go for it. How do you help yourself to tune in like that and be in touch with your instincts? I think singing is a massive part of that. You know, I still, I still love it. And I, and I still get a lot from leading the sessions and still love going to other people's sessions. So when other amazing singing leaders do things, you know, I, if I can, I'll take the opportunity to join in. But yeah, I do other practices too. So I do Kundalini yoga, which I discovered about five years ago at a time when I was, I was really struggling when I was coming out of a full-time job again. And I went through a relationship breakup for me kundalini is phenomenal although it still uses postures and stretches the purpose of those is to shift energy it's very much a yoga that helps with kind of mental health and grounding and being in the right kind of energetic place as opposed to helping you have better posture or I, think I might have done it once out in a field with some alpacas you do like sort of flap your arms and twist and like get the energy going so sometimes it's movement sometimes it's holding postures there's quite a strong element of breath work and they use something called breath of fire there's also an element of of chanting and so sometimes when I don't have time to engage in kind of full practice I'll still keep on some of the chants and the meditations and the mantras there's a few kind of mantras that you do for a period of time um so maybe do like a kind of 40-day practice so I, oh. I regularly do things like that to help me and help me feel grounded or help me get into a certain kind of energetic state I also do five rhythms dancing when, oh, I, again, yeah. when I get an opportunity yeah which is fabulous there's um, a lot about tuning in and releasing 
with others, but your own experience as well. Absolutely. And there's been a couple of times during lockdown where things have felt really hard and I felt really stuck and I felt kind of stuck both energetically but and in my body, like I've not been doing enough physical stuff. Then I've managed to do a couple of like online five rhythm sets and it's just it's just shaken everything oh. and left me feeling refreshed and amazing. Oh, that sounds so needed. Oh, it's it's incredible. I love five rhythms. And I also do an energy practice called energy alignment method, which is all about identifying kind of blockages in energy around particular things, particular elements of your life, where you might be holding onto them on a physical level, on an energetic level, on an aura level. And freeing those so that you can re-bring in fresh, positive energy to help kind of move forward in whatever directions you want. And if you're looking to find fulfillment or follow your passion, really need to create some space in there, some capacity for that newness, because it's going to be difficult at times to try new things, to change, do more for a period of time your old job for example and the new passion that you're going towards I mean my son's a teenager now but and he would say that you know he doesn't need he doesn't want parenting Mm. but they do you know running a passion-led business being a passionate parent being a partner a child a sibling you know, all those things combined, they're all things that are amazing mm. and give back a lot of energy, but they're all things that you have to put energy and effort into. And so you need those points of, of personal replenishment. And it's often the first thing we give up, isn't it? You know, when mm-hmm. things feel hard, when we feel stressed, it's yeah. all personal practices that we just think we don't have time for it's when we stop eating healthily it's when we stop going out for a walk it's when we hide from our friends when the ring because it just feels too much yeah. when we don't energy to get up in the morning and do that half an hour's meditation or yoga practice but it's when it's most needed yeah that time that might not feel like it's a good use of your time because it hasn't got the washing done or it hasn't got the child ready for school but if it's undone can have such a huge effect on you on those around you and you talked about the passion of shared harmonies and it sounds like investing in that as hard work as it is feels so different from investing in something that's not quite you to do a job or to facilitate other people doing something that I love that feels amazing to deliver but then on top of that know that you're getting the feedback from other people that it's helped them that it's helped them shift something, that it's helped them better manage their health condition, that it's made them feel not isolated during COVID, that they've used the songs that we've taught them when they've been stressed or anxious in life, that it's helped somebody with pain management. You know, it's helped people find new connections with work colleagues, that it's helped them learn something about their leadership style to do a job that you love but then you also get feedback that it's doing all those amazing things for other people what could be more incredible than that yeah it's amazing pure pleasure and gift and I think that's what running a a purpose-driven passion-driven business is it's knowing that you've got a gift that you can share and finding a way to do that that doesn't then compromise your own sense of well-being. Yeah. 
I think the danger of running a passion-led business is that you put everything into it and forget to look after yourself. It's not always possible to be as lucky as we are to be in a role where you do get that kind of feedback and it fills you up completely and makes everything worthwhile. But if not, volunteering can be an amazing way to feel that sense of purpose. Absolutely. And different people get passion out of different things. I have had friends and colleagues in the past who get really excited about developing a good spreadsheet you know, like <laughs> genuinely uh, yeah. and, and I can't relate to that because <laughs> the sight of a spreadsheet like fills me with terror we're gonna organize the heck out of this thing yeah for some people that's like such a sense of satisfaction and that's the goal isn't it to end up kind of being surrounded by people who's varying passions make something amazing yeah and don't nerd out on something that other people will think is cool or acceptable nerd out on your own thing <laughs> listen to your own yeah. heart so I can imagine people are really going to need or would benefit from workplace choirs as they come back together in different forms whether some of it's online or some of it's in person what a way to reconvene as a as a group absolutely I mean there's been a number of studies for the last few months um surveying people about going back to work and lots of people are really really anxious about going back to work yeah there are so many people who have changed jobs. And even pre-COVID, there were lots of studies to show that people were actually experiencing loneliness, even mm. while at work. You know, we travel to work, looking at our phone, not making eye contact with anybody. We go to work, we walk past kind of people that we don't know because we've got like hot desk in. We never know who's going to be in our area. Kind of we get to our desk, we email the person sat next to us. <laughs> You know, so people were already experiencing loneliness, although we've had these amazing technologies like Zoom and Microsoft Teams and all those other things. They're very clunky to have a personal conversation. Mm. They're great to get a business meeting done. They're great if it's only two people talking. But once you kind of get that group dynamic, it makes it really difficult. Yeah. But how do you sing on Zoom? Because I've tried singing Happy Birthday a few times and that is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Totally. Such a yeah I mean we've worked really hard to refine our kind of techniques um over the last 12 months it is chaotic unfortunately there isn't a way that you can all sing together and wow. see each other um so there are some apps now that have developed that enable people just about to create music or singing at the same time as each other but not with the screens on so for us we bring people together in a group on zoom we have all the screens on and we have mics on for certain parts of the sessions so during the warm-up during breaks where we facilitate conversation because you can facilitate conversation on zoom you just have to facilitate it Mm. it being a, a free for all yeah And then for the actual singing, we actually have all the mics off so people can see each other and they can see the leader and they sing along with with me or one of my team. Um, And in order to create the sense of harmony, we'll still teach all the parts like we do. And then we use different apps to layer the parts up and then we bring each part in in turn so that whatever part somebody's learned, they're singing along with the recording of the complete harmony we have done some um co-creative songwriting just been such a heartwarming process 
do. I mean, the first one we did was our song in the first lockdown. You know, if you remember, nobody was allowed bubbles. People weren't allowed out to meet anybody. It was the first time we'd kind of experienced it. And and lots of people went into a real feeling of like of grief, of loss, of, of panic. And we managed to engage over 300 people in that first song from across the country. Yeah, I think our youngest was about three. Our oldest was over 90. We had people in residential care homes working through um, activity coordinators. And we wrote a whole song about connection, what connection meant to people, connection to others. If they'd learn about, you know, new ways to connect with people, we talked about connection to nature we talked about connection to self had people learn anything Mm -hmm. about themselves and gave people lots of different ways of of joining in so if people didn't want to sing and and share a video they could contribute lyrics they could contribute artwork still be part of that connection climbing for people on the front line chatting to neighbors in as a community spirit award you look so proud what it was it was amazing it was brilliant and we came runners up in the song for yorkshire competition Um, so oh my moving that song gorgeous Again, you know, just giving people an opportunity to connect and talk about things that they love about something that they're passionate about. And, you know, in that moment, it was it was Yorkshire. It was lovely to create that sense of of connection. And again, you know, it's funny what kind of sparks the most interest. So we we put out questions and we ask people to give us answers and share reflections. And that's what helps us build up the lyrics. So Uh everything is co-created you know, in all the evaluation we've done, people have talked about feeling that sense of connection and acceptance and understanding and being heard and feeling like their sharing is is important to other people and is valuable and that they've been able to make a positive contribution to something. And in a year where that's been missing for yeah. many people in many ways, we've got people who, you know, have been furloughed from work and they've described you know that sense of loss not having something to kind of get up for and do that sense of purpose so we've had older people who've said you know they've not been able to see their grandchildren and that was their sense of purpose you know mm. that's what they did they looked after the children a couple of days a week and that gave them a sense of still feeling valued and valuable 
we underestimate how important it is as human beings to feel like we are valued part of something bigger part of something that's not just about us part of a sense of feeling connected to other people and that's been so missing for people I think and I think that's why it's felt so incredible for people to be part of things like these online communities you know seeing you guys when you all do your dancing I can see how much you are all enjoying that yeah because it's it's doing all the same things that our our singing does it it releases endorphins it gives you all those happiness moments individually but then you also know you are contributing to something that's bigger part of a collective so going back to the before times how did you know that you were feeling mismatched with what you were doing and that there was something else needed for you how would people notice if that was happening for them I'm quite a big feely person so I do experience emotions on a really big scale when things are going well with shared harmonies the sense of achievement and satisfaction and happiness is off the scale for some reason it feels like hugging my children when they're in a really good mood and we're sitting on the sofa watching something we all like something like fulfillment and it's right yeah just feels like where I'm meant to be and that's really hard to put a tangible kind of tag on. body thing yeah not a words one but if when you know you know yeah and I'm really curious about the theme songs that you help corporations to develop I just love that idea and I was just thinking as well that in this process that we're going through with the podcast and then the the club that I develop one of the ways to explore the self or to find who we are our fulfillment could be to create our own theme song for ourselves <laughs> so maybe I could uh, have you back at some point to do a, a video on that we'd love to absolutely yeah. what do you want to promote share what do you want people to know about I mean you know my kind of secret mission is to bring singing to everybody and anybody um, and help them see what incredible benefits that you can actually get from it and to try and get rid of strange culture that I think we've got where you can't sing unless you're amazing so many people have the exact opposite experience that I spoke about earlier Mm. you know so many people got told that they weren't good enough for the school choir that the voices aren't good enough to share even as adults we do that to each other like oh mom stop singing it's Mm. dreadful But the incredible thing about singing is that we experience all the health benefits from it, whether or not ourselves or anybody else thinks we're any good. So just just wonderful things from helping us sleep, um, helping interrupt our perception of pain, Mm. getting that sense of, of kind of uplift and feel good and that sense of kind of euphoria that we get through the release of endorphins. It reduces the amount of stress hormone present. It helps us connect with other people because we release the trust hormone that we get when we mm. body. so it does all these amazing things so for it me, can allow you to take up space even if you're not perfect which is something that absolutely. as parents as people we can find difficult and and it can give you a voice to share things that feel important and it can be incredibly powerful what I would like to share is give it a try see what that feels like talk to us We actually often find that it's those that are most nervous, the ones that tell us that they can't sing, the ones that say, you know, well, my voice is going to clear the room. You definitely won't Hmm. be that actually get the most benefit from it, that actually 
learn the most about themselves, that find the biggest connection, that have that biggest sense of achievement. Sing, sing in the car, sing in the shower, <laughs> come to one of our community singing groups, try it in the workplace and experience for yourself what incredible benefits it has. Beautiful. And where can they find you? We are at sharedharmonies.co.uk. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, all as Shared Harmonies or Shared Harmonies CIC, which stands for Community Interest Company, because we're a not-for-profit company. Or you can email me, emma at sharedharmonies.co.uk. And just finally, before we go, I'm curious, how does your son feel about your singing? My son is an incredible singer, actually. He's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. And I've often wondered, uh, because I used to, you know, being a single working mum, I used to take him along to groups. And when he was younger, you know, during school holidays and things, he'd come along, he'd he'd sit and maybe do something, you know, in the corner, creative while we were doing the singing. And at times I've had him like practicing harmonies with me in the car when I'm learning new songs. And What a lovely bonding experience, if he was willing, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he's got a beautiful voice. I love hearing him sing. Um, But we come from a family of people that love singing that you will often find us all in the kitchen singing around the table. (laughs) We've now got a kind of family playlist that's been developed over years of doing it. Loads of us. And once the food's been eaten, because, you know, that that's important too, mm-hmm. you'll find us then kind of hovering in a big group and singing everything from 60s, 70s, 80s, modern day. So it's always been with you from the womb. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Still love singing, still love singing with other people, facilitating taking it for other people and doing you know and singing for myself it's still something that brings immense joy and an immense sense of well-being in fact you know I often call it a kind of superpower because it really is accessible to everybody and can take you from one bad feeling to something completely different it can help you process it can help you shift so some of the takeaways are I think sing sing with others you can sing Fill yourself up in the ways that feel right for you, for your body, for releasing, for being expressive or whatever is your mixture. And if you're lucky enough to have a family that also has always enjoyed your passion, then that's just golden, isn't it? Find the things that fill you up. It's so important. Mm. And I think if we've learned anything in this last year, it's maybe that we need to revalue those things that we've often I think taken for granted and that feel simplistic Mm. people are important we're important the things that fill us up are important don't just run yourself ragged doing the next thing when you could fill yourself up again enjoy sharing those passions with other people and sing and sing thank you so much Emma for this time together and all the best with all the amazing projects that you're doing I'm looking forward to having you back for the theme song. Amazing. Can't wait. Finding all the things that I love doing Knowing I am stronger than I thought Cutting out the noise to find contentment In the quiet and not the things I've bought Living for now, not the future Seeking the joy in every day Trusting my own
just had to play that song again. That could almost be the theme tune for what we're trying to do here with finding me again. Finding all the things that I love doing, knowing I'm stronger than I thought, living for now, not the future, seeking the joy in every day, trusting my own limitations. I'm adaptable, I'm strong, I am brave. I just love it. Thank you, Emma. You can hear the emotion in my voice just listening to that song again. What a beautiful organisation Shared Harmonies is. Please support them. If you are an organisation looking to bring your employees back together as a unit after lockdown or at any point in the future, consider enlisting them for it to work with you on organisational wellness through singing or to create a theme song for your organisation. My takeaways this week are simple. Sing, sing with others. You can sing. Fill yourself up in the ways that are right for you. Value the things that fill you up and make space to listen to that voice inside you that might be saying, this isn't right, this isn't me. This week, my mailing list subscribers will be getting a questionnaire called, how much does music fulfill you right now? You'll rate yourself on different areas of connecting to music and then I'll send you the results about how fulfilled you're feeling and which of the areas you might want to tackle to increase this even more. If you're not already on my mailing list for the podcast, you can get it by going to findingmeagain.me forward slash podcast and signing up there. Keep up the good work out there. Please subscribe to this podcast if this is the first episode you're listening to. Next week's episode is with Osahan Orchard. She talks about the contrast between being parented in Nigeria versus London and then moving to an almost all white area in the Midlands to raise her own children. She talks about having her baby at less than 24 weeks old, premature, and the lifetime of difficulties and joys that have come in his upbringing and that of his little brother. She talks about the power of her brothers and her friends who've helped her to stay connected to herself through all of this. She's an amazing person and you're going to love her. So I'll see you there.